Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute provides educators access to nonfiction 9-11 resources for K-12, first-person curriculum with video, Discovering Heroes book series for kids, and a speakers bureau with access to 9-11 first responders, survivors, and loved ones. A high-tech 83-foot tractor trailer that transforms into an interactive museum with artifacts and Russell F. Siller Memorial Scholarships for exemplary high school students of program recipients preparing for college. Never forget, donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. I started in myeloma nearly 25 years ago. And at that time, the average expectation of life in someone with myeloma was maybe one to two years. But even just in this last 10 to 12 years, we have doubled, if not tripled, the average survival of patients. I saw a new patient this week, and we had this conversation that based on what we've done over the last decade, my expectation is that patient's going to live more than 10 years. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, my name is Ken. I watched two hours of The Bachelorette again. Ooh, y'all, I'm over here feeling feeling sexy in my medium shirt, just like Chasen had on. I, uh, I, I smell like Ben Gay instead of smelling like hospital. I'm feeling like a real smoke show, you know. I'm feeling like a noun, not an adjective, okay? I could come up with an adjective. I'm just feeling like a noun. It's your weekly reality roundup episode of me and you, the housewives and Marvel Two. Let's get it. What's up, everybody? This is, of course, Kendrick Tucker, the season ticket holder of pop culture and your mama's favorite black geek. What's up, everybody? Oh, my God. I these weeks are just so jam packed with so much reality TV now. And then look, Atlanta's coming back next month. So then we'll have what four housewives airing at the same time. I'm still not watching OC. They they are a little too damn boring for me. But uh, you know, uh, we'll we'll figure that out when we we'll cross that path when we get there. But I'm got to cover Atlanta too. Ooh, it's gonna be a mess. And then why did my mama call me today and said, you know, Little Women Atlanta's coming back uh, in January. Oh Lord, I got to cover that. And then if Love and Hip Hop comes back at some time, the episode I'm gonna have to cap it at some point. These episodes might end up being six hours long because I love and watch all of that crazy shit. But listen, we already got too damn much to get through but before we get into the reality tv let me just kind of geek out for a minute they recently announced depending on when you hear this episode they recently announced that wonder woman ww84 the new wonder woman movie is going to be released in theaters on christmas day and simultaneously the exact same day on HBO Max. 
That is the best news I've gotten in so long. Look, we have been starved for our DC and our Marvel content. I could not be happier with this decision. But this also shows you how greedy Disney is. My God, y'all are over there keeping WandaVision and all this stuff. From, I mean, WandaVision has a release date now. But, like, just think about all the movies that we haven't gotten yet. Like, Black Widow. Why hasn't Black Widow been released to Disney Plus? And if it does end up getting released, why do we have to pay $30 to watch it when I pay you every month for Disney Plus? Look, Disney might hear this and they might decide they don't want to work with me one day. Listen, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I, I just playing. I don't mean none of this. But if you stop listening right now, then I'm going to tell you my real feelings. Look, I'm mad as hell. I want Black Widow. I want whatever other damn movie we've been promised. They finished uh, the Eternals. They they've been working on everything else. I think uh, Elizabeth Olsen confirmed that she's working on uh, Doctor Strange two right now. I'm I'm in my feelings. DC is doing the right thing, and let me tell y'all something. DC is giving me everything I want right now. Not only are they releasing Wonder Woman, they've been putting all of the uh, DC Universe shows out there on HBO Max. Oh my God, I've been having the time of my life watching Titans and, uh, oh, what's that other show? Oh Lord, I, I can't think of the name of it. It'll come to me at some point in this episode and if I just yell it out, don't think I'm crazy. Y'all know what the hell I'm talking about. Oh, what's that show? Uh, We'll think about it later. Who gives a fuck? Okay, now that that's out of the way, now that we know that we're getting Wonder Woman next month, and I'm going to have to do my own like little deep dive on it because that movie was, it's everything to me. I'm not Monica, but y'all know what I mean. Okay, y'all. We got a lot of reality TV to talk about. So let's just go ahead and jump into it. This week, we're talking about Potomac, of course. We're going to talk about The Bachelorette. And we're going to talk about Salt Lake City. These Salt Lake Cities are some real quick turnarounds. Like, I literally... Now I try to put my episodes out on Thursdays and I literally have to stay up because y'all know Salt Lake City comes on late as hell. I have to stay up, watch Salt Lake City, then sit up and try to record my whole episode, then sit up at night and edit my damn episode all and then schedule it to put it out for y'all's enjoyment. So don't ever say I ain't never did nothing for y'all. Don't get my DMs talking reckless, you halfers. Whew. Okay, let's just go ahead. And what's crazy is this particular week, we're actually getting two Salt Lake City episodes. Bravo announced that after the second episode on Wednesday, they're putting out the third episode at an earlier time. I know the hell you are on Bravo at eight o'clock Eastern, seven o'clock Central. They're going to give us that third episode and I couldn't be happier. Salt Lake City is giving me everything I want. They'll be the last ones we talk about today. But let's go ahead and start off with Potomac. All right. Y'all know how we do Potomac. We kind of take the bigger issues that go on. You know, look, there are more established casts for us. We've been watching Potomac now for what, five years? Good God. Been watching them for five years through the ups and the downs, the shade and the slander, the fights and the gang banging and the, uh, the whoop that hoe, whoop that hoe, she fucked your baby daddy. All of that. We've sat through all of it. We know these characters. We know Giselle and her kids and Jamal. We know Robin and her kids and Juan. We know Karen and uh, Kern. We know uh, Ray Huger and we know how she hates that man's dick. We know all of this. So I don't browbeat Potomac when we have so much other content because y'all know the characters. So I really just want to discuss with y'all like the bigger stuff. So let's start off with our first point not a question i love and this is more so towards bravo in general am i the only one that's living for all of the fourth wall breaking that's going on on bravo this year we can just i mean we can go down the line we started with i think beverly hills was giving it to us left and right left and right the part when uh you know denise richards was the living embodiment of breaking the fourth wall. Bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. I got a flask in the other room that says it on there. And I think I need to take a swig after this because y'all be stressing me out. Anyway, <laughs> so we go from there. And then, you know, that, that last scene 
between her and Lisa Renner breaking the fourth wall. Ooh, you're so angry. You know, all of that. We get to New York where in that last, very last moment of the season, Dorinda has that meltdown. She pushing the cameraman out the way. She knucking and bucking and ganging and banging, getting over to Leah, telling her that Tinsley ain't shit, and she a fighter if she see her. It's a whole lot. Of, and then we get to Potomac. They have set up a whole camera in the hallway just to prank Wendy. Now, if that isn't TV gold, I don't know what it is. I loved every moment of that. Wendy was like, what the hell y'all doing in my closet? She didn't know they were setting her ass up for the kill with them damn snakes and spiders. That, those are the moments I live for on reality TV. When you actually get to see the friendships behind all of the drama that goes on. Now, don't get me wrong. If there was no drama, I wouldn't watch. But, 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 we do love to know that these people are actually friends. So seeing AKA Giselle prank AKA Wendy with Delta ooh, whoop, Rob ooh listen don't beat me up y'all uh, pranking uh Delta Robin you know it, it was all I loved it that was a great scene I love that Ashley was there with them and Candace because Ashley you know she been on the other side lately so I'm surprised you know she was out there with them so that was a good little moment to see so uh, kudos to y'all. I love seeing it. Let's move on to one of our bigger questions. Let's start off light. Do we think Karen was on her Kenya Moore shit when she called out Giselle at the table about the marriage proposal when she went with Juan to the jewelry store in front of Robin? Now, see, that moment didn't sit right with me. It felt as bad as it did when Kenya sat there with Cynthia and Candy and brought up the proposal, even though Candy had told her, don't say anything. Don't say nothing. They're trying to surprise this lady. This lady is about to get proposed to. It's going to be a beautiful moment. And Kenya runs right in and tells her the crazy stuff in the world. So I'm sitting there like, why would Karen? And of course, the fans don't see it that way. You know, the fans are... They so, you know, they're so behind Karen now that she can do no wrong. So I feel like it's my mission to call out every time the fans don't want to see the wrong that happens on this show. Karen, that felt very, I don't know, very, it felt nasty. You know, you don't even if, even if you thought that that might be true, which I feel like you did and everyone kind of knew it. Why do that? You know, no one else would have noticed that jewelry shop in the background. You know, Giselle just walking by doing all that twirling, being extra and stuff. But you putting all those pieces together and saying it out loud in front of the group. Karen, that's some cold, low down, dirty shit. But you know what? Yeah, we gonna let you slide. Giselle asked you, uh, stop saying it. You didn't really agree to it, but you walked off switching, uh, uh, uh booty meat jiggling in your, uh, velour pants. I'm not mad at you, Karen, but dang, you didn't have to say all that shit. <laughs> you didn't have to say all that in front of the girl. Just don't ruin it for Robin. Let her be happy. I saw the reunion pictures. Everybody, you know, we love black girls in yellow. Come on, yellow. It reminds me just like the Lion King. Just just beautiful black skin all in yellow. The circle of life. You know, they sat there. Robin had that big old rock on her finger. She was uh, smiling and posing. I'm not mad at you. So, Karen, we're going to let you slide on that. You didn't wreck their happy home. We're just... We'll, you know, as long as you and Ray stay together, we won't assume that it's no shade behind it. We'll be willing to move forward. I'm saying we like I'm in a damn group. I might as well be in the group. Hell, I, I watch enough. My tax dollars pay for Potomac. I don't know if that's true, but I doubt it. Anyway, now on to the big question. Do we think that Ashley is dead ass wrong? Now, look, this is the episode where, you know, we still haven't seen her tell Candace she's told damn near everybody but Candace but we the climax really in this scene is her going downstairs and telling Giselle and Robin that uh, Monique asked her to write a statement not in favor of Monique but against Candace where do y'all come down on this I'm I'm gonna be honest with y'all 
I felt everything that Robin and Giselle said. Usually character statements are in support of the person that's being prosecuted. So in this case, you know, I know that Monique filed a counterclaim, but it felt very, I don't know, it felt manipulative on both of their parts and it felt kind of selfish and arrogant and angry and nasty on both of their parts. One, for Monique to ask Ashley to do this and two, for Ashley to actually agree to do it. It's really crazy. I'm of the belief that if you're going to support someone in court, say some nice things about Monique. You know, Monique, you could say that woman is a great mother. You could say that she's a great businesswoman. She's a pillar of the community. You can say she has a great relationship with her husband. Her kids really need her. She shouldn't be put in jail for this. You can say all this kind of stuff about her. But instead, the whole angle against, uh, the whole angle for her asking you was to say negative things about Candace. If my friend came to me, if two of my friends were in some kind of lawsuit. First of all, I would hope they wouldn't come to me to ask me to do anything like this. But if they did, I would say something in support of one of them, but I definitely wouldn't say something pro against them. Now, I don't know if pro against them is the right word, but y'all, I listen, ask your mammy. Don't ask me. So I, I don't know. I, I, I personally, I was on team Robin and Giselle with this. That was, that's a little much for me. I felt like, I don't know, it feels like Ashley isn't doing this to help Monique, which she keeps saying she is. It, I think that dinner table fight was evident of everything. I think that Ashley is still harboring a lot of resentment and she still wants to, quote unquote, get Candace. That's the only reason she wrote that statement. And that is very, very telling. It all came out at that dinner table. I wasn't going to talk about this next point because it's so stupid. Like, I feel like it's obviously kind of like made up drama for the show. But ha where do y'all come down on the whole Robin cutting Karen out of the shoot thing? So I'm kind of torn about this. On one hand, I didn't feel like Karen's pictures, especially the one where like her head was like completely down. That Listen, that might be shade. It might be a read. I don't really know. Take that how y'all want to, but listen the one with her head down actually didn't look that bad and it really modeled the hat so i mean you could have put that one on there but in robin's defense if those were the best pictures i don't i don't know i feel like everybody else looked so good in those pictures and if she felt like that wasn't representing the brand then that woman has every right to cut you out listen if you an actor and you feel like you shot the best scene of your life. You went in there, you know, you only had one scene. You had to deliver one of those Viola Davis, uh, Annalise Keaton monologues. You go in there, she killed Sam. All I could do was fight her back. So I got my gun. I shot her in her back three times. Kapow, kapow, kapow. And she was dead, Your Honor. I didn't know what I was going to do, but Lord help me. If I could do it again, I'd kill her dead, Lord. Now look, that was like the color purple uh scandal and how to get away with murder all in one but listen i'm i'm gonna write me a play i'm gonna write something be like tyler perry he getting all y'all damn money for barely trying hell i'm gonna do the same thing <laughs> let me stop that's a black man making that money that man got that big ass studio and he might hire me one day tyler perry you can hire me i can barely act just like all them other people in your productions okay let me stop getting back on track <laughs> you know i get side uh sidetracked on this damn podcast a lot Getting back on track. Do I feel like Robin's being malicious? No. It, it feels like a little storyline-ish. But, you know, if we're going to take it to be a real, like, kind of business decision, then, you know, I think that the happy medium is, Robin, call Karen back. You know, surprise Just tell her, look cute one day. You want to take out the lunch. Surprise her. Snap some new pictures. Or while you're right there in Portugal. Have a photographer in the area come over, snap some pictures of her in the hats, and then just appease her. You know, put her on the website. Don't make a bigger deal out of it. Everything will be all right. You know, y'all will be cool because Lord knows, or you know, Karen will hold a grudge now, so you'll be fighting about that shit at the reunion. Hell, you listen, Robin. You look good at that damn reunion. In my opinion, I'm going off track again. Robin is about to be the best dressed at this reunion. I saw it. I saw them pictures. Robin looked the best. I don't care what y'all say. She was very simple. She was very 
elegant. She was very chic. You know, she was giving everything that Tyra Banks told y'all to give on America's Next Top Model, but y'all didn't give it. Y'all was being real trifling, you know. So I, I what the hell was I talking about? Anyway, uh, get a lady a hat. <laughs> get a damn lady a hat and send on by the way here. Like that damn deep. Candace and Ashley at this damn dinner table. Now look, Ashley, you got big nerve. I'm, I'm sorry, but you do. I see a lot of people saying, you know, oh, Ashley's my favorite this season. She's just so rational and so uh, impartial. If y'all don't get the fuck out of here, Ashley, you have caused more shit on this show than anybody combined. Well, you know them green-eyed bandits, them motherfuckers right there. <laughs> them damn green-eyed bandits, baby, they they hell on wheels. But Ashley, you right there with them. Y'all could be a trio because your uh, the light, bright ass has caused so much shit these past five years. And you got the nerve to sit at that table and act like Candace has done more than you to other people. Listen, you and Monique are friends, but had any of them women had the reflexes or the anger that Monique had in her, in them, you wouldn't gotten snatched a long time ago. Y'all are lucky Robin is able to control her anger the way that she is because Robin would be snatching wigs out here left and right. And Ashley, you and your uh, natural curls would have gotten dragged from uh, what, over the river and through the woods. Just like uh, Giselle said you would. You got big nerves sitting at the table acting like uh, you can't get over what Candace did to you. Like you haven't done three times worse to anybody else on that cast. Don't forget you have beefed with Karen the first season. You have beefed with Robin talking about uh, her and Juan. Y'all beefed for the first three seasons and just became friends. You have beefed with shit, Monique. You said that lady was drunk driving. Ashley, you have done some stuff to damage people's reputations you have done stuff to damage people's households everything in between so you sit at that table and saying that karma had anything to do with what was going on let me the ghost of uh maya angelou should have jumped out at that table and grabbed your ass by the neck you know what I'm going to let you have it, though, because uh, maybe there was pregnancy brain. Uh, look, I don't even know if you were pregnant at the time. I doubt it. You've been holding that uh, flat-ass stomach. Talking about you three months pregnant forever. So, Ashley, I'm going to let you slide because I ain't, I ain't got no more for you. Look, <laughs> we going to move the hell on to the Bachelorette because Potomac, y'all done wore my ass out. I'm ready for next week's episode, though. Ew. Hi, hello, I'm Ben. I didn't get the rose again. That was my favorite part of the episode. Let's talk about The Bachelorette. The Bachelorette picks up on a brand new day. They are, they. we meet someone, listen, you know I don't, I, I've never been a Bachelorette person like that. I'm new to this journey, so y'all gotta forgive me when I don't be knowing who the hell these people are. We meet Ashley and Jared, who apparently met on Bachelorette or Bachelor in Paradise, you know, one of the spinoff shows. They've been married for a year now, apparently, so good job, y'all. Now, I hope it lasts. You know, I don't be wishing nothing on nobody, but, you know, good luck to you. <laughs> that was my voodoo. You know, I'm like Eon LeVant Zan. I'm a voodoo priestess. Good luck to you. They're there to help Tasia find herself a grown-ass man. This is the grown-ass man challenge. I kept saying that in uh, Tommy from Martin's voice. You know, we said, I, I, I'm a grown-ass man. Look. I be making these black ass references. I don't be knowing if y'all know what they mean, but we'll move right along. What was super funny about this episode was we learned that math, science, geography, social studies, and gym were not Bennett's uh, best subjects in school. Now, how the hell he made it through Harvard, I never find out. Listen, him sitting in that class gave me anxiety because it reminded me, listen, being... Bennett, you need to be lucky that <laughs> you were raised by a white mama then because let me tell you about a black mama. A black mama, that shit reminded me of, you remember when you were trying to do your math homework and your mama was sitting there helping you and she like, okay, now look, Bennett, they say Timmy has five apples, sweetie. Okay, sweetheart, you take away three of them. How many apples does he have left? And you're looking at the paper like, uh... 
he's got four apples left, mommy. The black mom be like, if Timmy has five damn apples and you take three of them away, how the hell you get four out? Now you got to sit there like, oh shit, let me think of the right answer because I don't want this lady to go upside my head. Let me think, uh, it, is it two? Damn, that one so hard, was it? And then you got to uh go ahead and just stay out of school and get a tutor because you don't want to... Ain't nobody got time to be having all that damn anxiety getting help with some damn uh, math homework. They then move on to those one-on-one strength challenges where they do that thing where they uh, put those belts on and they tie that long rope between them and then both of them run in the opposite direction. They used to do that shit on Bad Girls Club. What was the name of that competition show that they had for Bad Girls Club? It was Bad... Uh, I'll never know. I just want them to come back and... uh put Camila and Natalie on another season so we can see at the age of 40 and 45 <laughs> who can fight the best. But we'll talk about that another day. I didn't realize that Ed, who, because of Dale, we didn't even know that Ed existed for the first five weeks. Ed is becoming one of my favorite characters on this show. I didn't realize Ed was so damn jacked. Ed has arms the size of a, a Brinks truck, but he still got his ass whooped in that competition because Ben got some thick-ass legs. And some big ass feet. Ew. And then we see Bennett didn't even damn participate in the competition. Talking about an old football injury. Boy, your ass wasn't playing no damn football at Harvard. Yeah, well, actually, hell. Maybe you were playing football at Harvard because you damn sure wasn't studying. Your ass couldn't figure out what time uh what time you would arrive at the at Tasia's room. You couldn't figure out how many roses were left if you just took five away. Bennett, I'm listen. I'm starting to question your education. I got two damn degrees myself. Y'all know I got a bachelor's in English in rhetoric, and I got a damn master's degree in MBA. I, Bennett, I could have did better in that shit than you did. You couldn't pass social studies, science, history. You damn sure couldn't pass black history. I don't know how the hell you going to be with uh, Tasia. I hope you know a little bit more about Mexican history because you damn sure didn't know about the black history side of stuff. We gonna move on because somehow you still won the whole damn competition all because you got in that robe. I I don't know if the the Johnson was swinging back and forth in that robe and that's what made Tasia and them pick you, but somehow you won that whole competition. I must say I'm impressed. I get it. I get why the other guys were mad because it's like, well, damn, you 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 don't know who uh Sojourner Truth is. You don't know Harriet Tubman. You can't add one plus one. Beyonce told you in the song, one plus one equals two, and this me. But you didn't even know that. Damn. I, if you don't know, if Beyonce taught you, and you don't know. You damn. You know what? Let me not go on a rant about you, Bennett. Let me go ahead and finish talking about this. You didn't won this damn competition. You didn't stole it away from these people. And I believe your jawline has something to do with it. But we're going to move on past that, okay? We're going to go to Chasen because Chasen didn't even bother cooking. He took off his damn shirt in this little uh, breakfast competition and hopped in bed with her talking about, well, I can be your full course meal. You are so damn cheesy, bitch. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. If you tell me you go cook me some, then you come in my room talking about you the full course meal. I can't eat you, bitch. Fuck them abs. What about them eggs? Fuck them abs. What about them eggs? You ain't gonna live with me and be eating up all my damn groceries and think uh, uh you ain't gonna help out none. You just gonna look good and sit in my bed and watch up all my Netflix and uh, uh write down my Hulu password and and uh, 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 be watching Bravo and, and, and Sci-Fi Network and all like this, but you can't cook no meal. You talking about I'm the damn snack. No, nah, you ain't a snack. You a, you know what? <laughs> I be, you know what? Every week I record this damn show, I'm getting closer and closer to getting canceled. I'm convinced of it. So let me, Chasen, you don't even have to get to know me. I don't have to get to know you. So let me get off of you, okay? When all that's said and done, like I said before, Bennett gets the grown-ass man award and Ed gets the man-child award. He gets this son, that uh, some kind of baby, a toy baby, and he names it uh, Juan Pablo or, or something, child. I wasn't paying attention. Listen, it'd be two hours. I'd be having other shit to do. I, <laughs> I was all in my phone seeing what y'all doing on Instagram, uh, seeing who beefing on the shade room. He named that child something, uh, Pablo or, or uh, Gina. I don't know, hell. But they get outside to the, like the after party, I guess we call them. 
And the men basically attack Bennett because they don't feel like he won that challenge. He had basically one good round out of all like 13 of the rounds and he still won. Bennett, baby, Bennett had something for their asses. He was like, yeah, you're right. I didn't compete and I still won, bitch. Now what? Y'all, what does that say about y'all sorry asses? I know that's right, Bennett. Don't let them people make you feel bad and Tasia and, uh, and, and, and Aaron and Sarah or whatever the hell them people name was a child. Look, I'm not going back and watching no older seasons. So <laughs> I feel like I don't need to learn them people name, but, and plus it's only three seasons of this on, uh, on Hulu. I'm not about to buy no season, so I'm just let y'all know that right now. We gonna stick to uh this good this good old season sixteen or whatever we in, and we'll uh we'll just call them uh Aaron and Sarah or whoever the hell I just said. Okay, we get to the big kind of crux of the episode, which is the issue between Ed and Chasen. So Ed basically feels that Chasen is fake as fuck. And says exactly what Tasia wants to hear. Listen, I agree. I'm sorry, but I've been feeling that way a couple of weeks now. I feel like Chasen goes to his room, writes out these long Shakespearean soliloquies. And, you know, he sits there, uh, Lois, my darling. And he writes out his stuff and he practices in a mirror. And he says everything the camera wants to hear because he wants them Instagram followers. And it's working because them damn fools on Instagram are in love with that boy and his little modeling picture. So whether he winds up with Tasia or not, he got exactly what he wanted, which is a larger Instagram following. Chasen is just so rehearsed and he reminds me, maybe this is actually my real issue with him. (laughs) He reminds me of this dumb guy that I went to college with. Now, don't get me wrong. The guy, really good dude, a great friend, but my God, he just, he's one of those people that he just, he talked super slow and he moved super slow, but but he was one of the, he was one of the brighter students though. But it was just like, gee, he, can you speed up? I'm so sick of you and uh, talking. You talk like you walk, and it annoys the hell out of me. And everything Chasing does reminds me of this guy. So maybe that's my issue with him. Maybe I just made all that other shit up that I just said. I don't know. But Ed got some big arms, so we go be on team Ed, okay? I, I know y'all might be mad at me because y'all might be team Chasing, but guess what? I don't give a damn. There was so much he was just doing in this episode that uh, was so lame to me. That whole uh, Batman and Robin over there giving their opinion, I'll be Superman. Actually, I'll be Wolverine because, you know, that's my nickname. And then he threw up the Wakanda sign. Boy, I hate you. I hate you. First of all, as the, the resident superhero buff here, let me break down everything that was wrong with these comparisons he just made. Boy, you sat up there and you started off with DC Comics. You said Batman and Robin over there, I'll be Superman. And then you switched to Marvel. You said, well, actually Wolverine, because that's my nickname. And then you threw up Wakanda. First of all, uh, uh, Disney ain't even got the rights. They just now got the rights to the X-Men back. So don't be throwing all them people together on uh on Wakanda and don't you do nothing. You didn't even know that uh Chad with Bozeman was dead at this point. You are old bastard. You know that not only that it was, it was just so much wrong with this. He threw up the Wakanda sign, the the X and Wolverine ain't got shit to do with Wakanda. It was just too much. Chasing, I hate you. I just want you to know that. I don't even know you, but I hate you. You just did so damn uh Y'all, I, y'all know what Nene said. I'm, I'm just tired, Lord. I'm just, I'm just so tired. I'm just tired. Chasing, do whatever you want to do. I, at this point, <laughs> messy ass Ed gonna try to get you out that house anyway. So, I'm gonna just let him do whatever the hell he want to do. Okay. Side note, Ben and Tasia, and Ivan and Tasia look really good together and they got a lot of chemistry They we didn't see a lot of that. Well, actually we saw a lot of both of their dates except that last one with uh Ben cause his ass didn't even get up to go get, <laughs> didn't get the date. That plan backfired on his ass. Both of those scenes though made me almost forget how much chemistry she had with Brendan in last week's episode when Chris Harrison, I was about to call that man Chris Hansen again. Chris Harrison was running all around 
giving them treats and going to the next station and doing all that. It was just, uh, it, <laughs> it just, <laughs> I did, it was nice. You know, y'all, y'all do what you do. I'm, uh, I'm kind of rooting for Ivan, but I'm also rooting for Ben with the big feet. You know, I, I'm here for all of it. You know, Tasia, kiss everybody you want to, even though I'm going to talk about that a little later, all that anxiety that I, uh, anxiety I have watching y'all do all this kissing in the COVID era, but you know, hopefully y'all been taking this quarantine shit seriously. So we'll, we'll leave it at that. Listen, Ed has officially become, he might be my favorite character on this show. Now, you know, we had, I didn't realize why the bachelorette fans were so mad these first couple of weeks. I didn't realize that like they usually actually show they usually actually show so Lord, that's hard to say. They usually actually show there we go. Said it three times fast. She said she shared about it. She show they usually actually show a lot of these guys and their personalities and their you know, all this kind of stuff early on in the season, but we haven't gotten to know any of these guys because of that whole Dale situation. And so I feel bad for the guys that got booted the hell out the house before they got a chance to meet Tasia because we really didn't learn anything about them. But now we've got Ed. We finally, for the first time in a month, literally a month, are learning about Ed. And Ed is an old messy bitch. I'm talking about Ed has to be one of the messiest bitches on TV right now. Ed went to Tasia holding that baby, Juan Pablo or whatever the hell he named that baby. He told her, well, you know, I'm actually here for you unlike other people, but I don't want to name names. And then he goes on to name Chasen and tell him her exactly what he thinks of Chasen and how he uses the exact same adjectives. The word adjectives is important. He uses the same adjectives to describe Tasia as he used to describe Claire. Tasia walked his ass back over there, dropped him off. And she said, Hey, Chasen, can I talk to you? She, Tasia tell that man, everything he said he all hell breaks loose when that man comes back over there i couldn't take chasing serious doing all that little uh, rah-rah he was doing and ed couldn't take him seriously either ed said take your schmedium shirt wearing ass and sit down chasing said it's a large <laughs> now see that's the shit i like why did that remind me of martin do y'all remember the episode of martin when Martin and Tommy went to the DMV to renew uh, Martin's uh, driver's license and Martin's cheating off of the smart guy, you know, the one that looks like Steve Urkel. And he actually ends up, uh, cause the guy wouldn't let him copy. So he ends up switching the test and the guy fe- uh, realizes he failed the test and he's walking out and Martin's like, well, you should have studied. And the guy turned around. I did study. <laughs> that's exactly, that's the, uh, the energy that Chasen was matching in that moment. I did study. It's a large, it's a large boy. Sit your ass down. Ivan ends up getting the, the first impression, but well, not first, you know what the hell I'm talking about. He gets the, uh, the date roles, you know, they get it every time the, the group of guys go on a date, one of them gets a rose. Ivan gets that role and Ben is ready to jump off the damn ledge of the La Quinta. Whew, he was sad as hell. He even made a little rap about it. He said, hi, hello, I'm Ben. I didn't get a rose again. I was like, hey, somebody send that shit to Summer Walker. Summer Walker and London on the track will put a beat under there. They'll make the hottest song of the summer. Hi, hello, I'm Ben. She'll say, ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't get a rose again. No, no, no. Let me stop. Uh, you know, I'm. Uh, listen, I'm so ready for a new Summer Walker album. Y'all know this ain't got nothing to do with what we talking about, but... <laughs> I'm the biggest Summer Walker fan on the planet. I love me some Summer Walker. That girl's putting out the best R&B music right now. I love her. That ain't got shit to do with the Bachelorette, but if you haven't listened to Summer Walker, y'all go check it out. If you need a playlist, just slide in DMs. I will give you a Summer Walker playlist, okay? I love me some Summer Walker. Don't get it twisted. Fast forward to all the men in their suits. You know, it's the Rose Ceremony Night. It's right before the cocktail party. Chasen is ready to give a speech. 
And Ben, I mean, not Ben, Ed was ready for his ass. He was sitting there. They got to arguing immediately. I said, you know what? I think Ed is my favorite. But then they cut to Ben and Tasia outside uh, necking, as the old people say, out there necking. And then I think Ben with the big feet is my favorite again. I'm team Ben <laughs> all over again. And Chasen, stop trying to make Smoke Show happen. That shit is not going to happen. That's a word from uh, Regina George. It's not going to happen, baby. Nobody's calling that lady a damn smoke show. My best friend in Indiana actually uses the word smoke show to describe women. And I'm like, who, like, who, no one said, like, stop. Like, no one says that. Like, what are you talking about? I've only ever heard smoke show said, like, on reality TV ever. And then he said it one day and I was like, what, what the fuck are you talking about right now? That, like, you don't even sound right saying that. Like, shut up the hell up no one's saying smoke show just say she's beautiful she's hot you know some of the normal shit i'm we're not letting smoke show go we then get to my of course super random favorite part of the episode we're finally starting to see a lot more of bennett's personality bennett is funny as hell bennett delivers some shade courtesy of harvard university and it's not even like Karen Huger, Nene Leakes, uh, you know, Portia Williams, Kenya Moore type shade. It's just simple, like, grammatical error shade. And it cracked me the hell up for some reason. When they started talking about Chase and him constantly using the word smoke show, Bennett said Chasen had all day to think of a new adjective. And he didn't even think of a new adjective. He thought of a noun, smoke show. <laughs> Listen, I had to pause my TV. This shit was funny as hell to me. That man said he couldn't even think of an adjective. He thought of a noun. You know what? That's some old uh, sixth grade English teacher shade right there. That's some uh, Miss Bartholomew shade. Honey. I, listen, I love every single moment of it. We fast forward, Ed gets chasing in trouble once again. <laughs> he tells Tasia that he said, that man tried to beat me the fuck up and I was scared for my life up that line. He telling that like holding that damn baby, telling me I was scared for my life. That man was trying to beat me the fuck up. He was like a jailhouse snitch in there. And you know what? I'm not mad at you. He said, look, he was acting like an inmate trying to avoid isolation. He said, I am not going to the shoe. Let me tell you what this man did, and let me tell you why. Side note, watching The Bachelorette makes me so uncomfortable sometimes, and probably not for the reasons that y'all are actually thinking about. I was already a germaphobe pre-COVID, but now, like, it's so heightened. And so watching TV shows sometimes is so uncomfortable to me now. When I, it's so many different people on here kissing, and it's giving me like Princess Diana getting into a car on the new season of The Crown anxiety. Like every time that woman was about to get in the car, I was like, oh shit, oh shit, this is it, this is it. Turns out uh, Princess Diana's in season five too, what we didn't know. And so I guess we'll see it then. I was mad as hell. I thought the season finale, oh, that's so bad. I thought the season finale was going to be her ass dying. But uh, listen, we'll... <laughs> That's okay. I love the crown, so I'll I'll wait as long as I need to for it. But listen, we've all been quarantined, and I hope y'all have all been quarantined and in y'all little bubble, but I can't help it. Seeing all y'all kissing, my, it sends a shudder down my back every time. And I'm wondering how many of y'all out there are like that too. I had a conversation with somebody the other day, actually, about this very topic, like seeing people like living their normal lives on TV or seeing people kiss or a big, large group of people on TV, like at a party. It's like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? <laughs> but then it's like, oh, I guess people do live normal lives and we're just acting like they don't. But I don't know. It's, uh, it's something I have to get over. But right now it's still making me shiver every time I see it on TV. <laughs> That was my shiver. Listen, I was shivering. Okay. The next, my other favorite part of this episode <laughs> was the actual rose ceremony. Now, the only thing y'all really care about is both Ed and Chasen were safe. She got rid of uh, my favorite guy with the nose. I can't think of his name, though. I want to say, oh, I was about to call that boy Kyle. I know the damn sure well that man's name is not Kyle, but 
uh, who he was one of the new guys that came next week. So I mean last week. So obviously he wasn't that damn important. She got rid of another one of the guys, the black guy that came next week too. Uh, one of the guys that had been there from the beginning, and I feel like somebody else, but shit, I'll never know hell. <laughs> but the part that had me cracking up was Ed was so damn mad at the fact that Chasen got that last rose. He, the look on his face, he looked like Snoop Dogg. This is so damn random. He looked like Snoop Dogg in Baby Boy when he pulled up to Jody's house in Yvette's car <laughs> and was about to shoot him. <laughs> when he, the window was all the way up at first and Jody was like, oh, look, there go my baby now. Baby, baby. And that window slowly started rolling down. You see Snoop Dogg glaring, glaring a hole in uh the front of, uh, who was the boy name? Tyrese's head, Jody. Jody, my Jody. Oh, this podcast is so damn ghetto. Y'all listen. You, every now and then, y'all take a break from uh all your other bougie Bravo podcasts, and you bring your asses down here to the ghetto. And I appreciate you for it. I know y'all are slumming. Y'all don't have that much time to slum with me, but that's okay. Every time you come, I appreciate you being here. I might not give you no uh bottle of water, but I, I I give you a little bit of Kool Aid, okay? And it'd be extra sweet. I put a lot of sugar in my Kool Aid. Don't ask me what flavor it is, bitch. Red. That's it, red. I don't know. It, it might be cherry. It might be strawberry. It's red. And you know me, look, look my ghetto is on another level. I uh, I mix different Kool-Aid packets. So I take half of a, a, a blueberry and I put that in there. And then I put half of a cherry in there and then mix them together. Put a half a bag of sugar <laughs> in that thing. And then when I'm eating my sandwich, dip my bread off in my glass. Look. Y'all not ready, but y'all not ready for my level of ghetto, and that's okay. We we go. Uh, I'm I'm gonna get y'all up there with me one day. I'm just glad y'all are taking trips to the ghetto to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate it. The next big part of the episode is the big wrestling match. See, ABC, y'all messy as hell. They had <laughs> they had them people. They knew that Chase, Chasen, and Ed. We're mad as hell at each other. So they set up a wrestling match. Everybody was uh, paired off about to wrestle. And uh, Ed said, look, I got the Rona. I can't be uh, wrestling with y'all. He's making up every excuse in the book. I got the Rona. Uh, 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 I, I'm, my my muscles sore. You know, I got an old football injury. I went to Harvard, too, with Bennett. <laughs> I got the same football injury he got, okay? So he couldn't wrestle, and because of that, Noah jumped in. Noah filled in. He didn't have nothing to do with the date. He was supposed to be there in the audience. That boy jumped over the gate in his jeans to wrestle with somebody. He got oiled up and wrestled and got invited to the after party. After the party, it's the hotel lobby. And after Listen, let me stop. I've already told y'all, y'all in the ghetto, so we go. Let's take it up a notch. We'll be in the, uh, not the ghetto. We'll be in Midtown today. <laughs> after that, Tasia and Noah have their own little, you know, yang, yang, yang around the house. And she basically tells him to shave that shit off the top of his lip. <laughs> Just like that, they told Miss Pearlie in Friday After Next, which, by the way, is my favorite Christmas movie. If you've never seen Friday After Next, go ahead and give yourself a treat this Christmas and watch it. Just like Daddy told Miss Pearlie on Friday afternoon, she said, don't worry about it, bitch. I know somebody like it. I know that's right, Miss Pearlie. Don't shave your mustache as long as Noah shaves his because it, it looked like a damn caterpillar just sitting on the top of his lip. I hate that shit. I, every time he speaks on TV, I just stir it. I'm like, oh, it looked dirty, too. It looked like he ready to go molest somebody right now. You nasty. Look, You know what? Look, Noah, I'm going to leave you alone. You and your mustache and your art. <laughs> go, if you, you need to go find two of every animal, including them two caterpillars that are sitting on top of your lips, and uh, take your ass to the ocean hell i'm i'm sick of it i'm sick of that damn i'm i'm so i'm so glad she made him go get that gillette razor and shave his damn mustache i don't know what to do noah bye that's exactly what ben said his ass too noah skipped them people about three four times and got the lady to shave his beard and ben didn't even get a chance to go on a date with tasia ben was up out there Face stuck, looking dumb. He's like, well, damn, I done screwed up. He spent that whole episode talking about, yeah, I got a plan. I'm going to be the last one to go, yada, 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 and it backfired. Whew. I spent most of these episodes talking about The Bachelorette, those two hours. Lord, it, it's always a good ride, but Lord, 
Let me move on to Salt Lake City because otherwise this episode will be 10 hours long. Before I get off too heavily into Salt Lake City, I'm actually not going to talk about it too long. We're just going to hit the high point and then, because right now I kind of want to see whose side y'all are. I want to kind of gauge the temperature of the audience and see if y'all are feeling the way I'm feeling about Lisa. You you know, listen, but before I, we do that, I want to say, I want to say one thing and then I want to apologize. <laughs> I am unapologetically a Mary fan. Mary, even though your ass blocked me on Instagram, I forgive you. Mary, you are you are hilarious to me. You all in there, your bathroom spine, and then you go right in there to talk to him. I'm not mad at you, Mary. What I am mad at, though, is about 12 different people jumped in my DMs on Instagram last week and said, did you see her white stockings? And I swear, I promise I didn't pay too much attention to it. Now, look, I'm so, I'm you know, I'm down south. Kojic Church, C-O-G-I-C, them Kojic Churches, them down south Baptist churches, those speak back churches. What you say, Reverend? Say it again, Lord. Amen. Those kind of churches. I'm so used to seeing stockings that it didn't even register to me that Mary M. Cosby, as Jen Shaw says, Mary M. Cosby had on those white stockings. And I swear it didn't even bother me last time. This episode, it hit me like a ton of bricks. Mary, you you are one of those people that you can't give money to. You go buy all the expensive stuff, but Lord Jesus, you know, Mary, you look so nice sometimes. Then other times, like Mary, take them damn white ass stockings. I where did you? That's the kind of shit you go into Walgreens. You know, Wendy Williams say you get the best stockings at Walgreens. <laughs> you go to Walgreens and you get that little egg that has the stockings in them. And you open it up, and if you put them motherfuckers on too hard, or your nails ain't, you know, your toenails ain't done, and you rip them motherfuckers up as soon as you pull them up, Mary, use a get, use a ghetto one. I kind of love it, but use a ghetto one, Mary. And I, I had to apologize because I, I didn't, I didn't see them, uh, them white ass stockings last week. If you want some advice from me, Mary, if, if I've never given you any advice before, and you want some advice now, burn them. Take them stockings out back and burn them. Just light a fire and burn them. Mary, them, those white stockings were the worst shit I've ever seen on Bravo. The first thing we get out of this episode is a what appears to be a temporary truce between Jen and Mary. Now, do we think that's going to last? Hell no. If last week's uh, Watch What Happens Live episode, ooh, Watch What Happens Live. Remind me to tell y'all something next week. I'll forget. But anyway, uh, <laughs> do we think this truce is going to last? Hell no. If last week's Watch What Happens Live was any indication, they are on worse terms than ever. And the way Mary or Jen were shading the hell out of each other on social media recently, we already know that that truce is uh, doomed <laughs> from the word go. Now, look, this whole thing between Lisa and Whitney came so out of left field. Apparently, Lisa sent, you know, Whitney had her vow renewal ceremony on last week's episode. Lisa sent her bartenders, two of them, two men, and some of her liquor. Now, I don't know if it was each kind, you know, the vodka, the tequila, the uh, ropa scata, you know, I don't know if it was all of that stuff. Viva la diva. I don't know if it was all of that, but she sent something and supposed to let the people had a good time with it. Whitney said them people came over there and told her house the fuck up. You know, that's some shit like when you invite the little kids over your house because, you know, you're like, okay, y'all just stay down there. Y'all play with each other and then uh, you can go home tomorrow. And then you can't invite their ass back because you see they rip some wallpaper off your damn uh, basement and all this kind of shit. Uh-uh. Tell your mama uh, her ass ain't invited around here no more either. And you tell the hell I said it. That's what it reminded me of. They sat there. She told her, okay, look, they tore up some stuff. There was glass everywhere, yada, yada, yada. Lisa seemed extremely put off about it. But Lisa seems to have a super catty side to her. And so I think I'm team Whitney in this situation. What do y'all think? It's hard to kind of say. Immediately, immediately after this scene, 
we get more into this conflict between Lisa and Whitney where they both recap these stories differently. Lisa says she doesn't want to talk on text. She just, so she just calls her and she's like, okay, done, squashed it. Whitney says that Lisa called and threatened to spread rumors about her being a swinger if she quote unquote comes after her business. Cause apparently from what they say, swinging in Utah is rampant. Ooh, we, ew. I need, let's take a trip to Utah. I bring my friend. You bring your friend. We won't jump both in together. We all friends. Let's I, I'm with it. Let's take a trip to you. I never thought I, the day I'd say, I want to go to Salt Lake city. Let's go to Salt Lake city and see what they talking about. They swinging and, uh, banging and gang banging and all kind of stuff in Utah. I listen, it feels like Lisa is being set up to be the Thanos of Salt Lake city. <laughs> Why do I bring everything back to Marvel? It's the geek in me. I can't, I'm, I'm sorry. Cause now we figure out that she's beefing with both of the cousins. She, she said, look, Heather ain't enough. I want Whitney too. I'm trying to fight both of y'all at the same damn time. Like future said, Whitney opens up about her for once she finally gets past this stuff with Lisa, not actually with Lisa, but you know, she puts that on the back burner for later on. She gets past that and she tells us about her father's addiction to prescription drugs. I love when housewives open up this way. You are really brave to put everything out there like that because that affects, listen, what people go through with their parents affects everything about their future. I'm glad that she sat there and she told us everything about it. And then, listen, she tells us that the man... (laughs) They've both been invited to Mary's church, child. I hope that man don't relapse after going to that shit. Like, that is so mean to say. I know I'm sorry. But, <laughs> you know, if it was any God in that church, I'd be, you know, saying it's a good idea. But listen, I don't, Mary, sit this one out. This man been clean for a long time. He is 63 years old and trying to put his life back together. If he go to your church and put anything in that collection plate, his ass is going to relapse the next week. Uh, listen, Whitney, keep your damn daddy out that church. Don't take him there. Do not take him there. You'd be better off taking that man to Jamal Bryant's church. <laughs> let me stop. Oh, I'm going to hell. Listen, Lord, I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me pray real quick. Hold on. Commercial break. Do, 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 do. Okay. I had to pray for my soldiers then. Y'all not about to send me to hell during this damn podcast, okay? The next big revelation we come across is, did we know that Meredith and her husband were separated or was everybody else just as shocked as I was to find that out? I I I guess I don't know. I didn't I had I had none I didn't know anything about that. I thought that he was the one that like sent her all the flowers last week and all this kind of stuff. So I thought they were like madly in love. Where the hell did this separation come from? I knew they were living separately. Like he's the one that's living in Chicago for his business, but Meredith has a big business of her own. And so she needs to be in Salt Lake city. But I had no idea they were actually separated. And then man asked her, do you think our marriage was built the last bitch? I hope so. <laughs> Why the hell would you propose to me? If you don't think our marriage is built the last, you just out here proposing to bitches for no reason. What was the reason? What was the reason? I don't know if that was Cardi B or Robin Dixon. It was a little bit of both of them. What was the reason? What did I do to you? <laughs> Listen, I hope y'all not out here just proposing to people for the hell of it. That's some uh some Prince Charles from the Crown type shit. Just proposing to Diana when you know you want to be a thought bucket with Camilla. Ooh, don't get me started about the crown. I'll be all day. They got they listen, Charles pissed me off in those ten episodes so damn bad. Charles was my favorite character. I felt so bad for him in season three. Now I hope the, I hope the queen whoop his ass in season five. Oh bastard. Listen, let me go on because the crown really got me hyped up. And I'm probably not gonna do a podcast episode about it, even though it's my favorite damn show. That and Mindhunter. I love Mindhunter, but I don't think they're ever coming back. Sigh. Before we get to the big kind of climax of the episode, 
I want to point out the fact that Mary made these people wait on her because she had to wait on FedEx for a damn matching coat to go with her, uh, them cheap ass. <laughs> Let me stop to go with all the rest of her outfit. Apparently Chanel made the coat. She had to wait on it. And the fact that Jen Shaw was practicing skiing on rollerblades in her living room with using heels as cones to go around them. Listen, those why those two are the, the main fixtures on this show. I love everything about it. I have no choice but to stand both of those women. Now let's get to the main, the meats and potatoes of this episode. They basically get at the table and Mary is telling Whitney to uh, tell her, tell Lisa what you said. She wants them to basically hash it out. She tells her everything. She basically puts it out there for the entire table, telling her that Lisa basically threatened her. Lisa denies everything and uh, everything about it. Heather ends up jumping in. You know, that's her cousin. You know, we fight for our cousins. Anybody want to fight one of my cousins? You got to fight all 648 of us, okay? You're not just going to jump one of my cousins. You got to be able to jump all of us. She jumped in. She said, well, no, you're being, you know, this and you're being that. And then Lisa and Heather get into it. But that brings us to the big question of the episode. Did y'all know that the thumbs up emoji meant you wanted to fight? I had no idea about this. She said, you sent me the thumbs up emoji. You were being passive aggressive. You were uh, being dismissive. And it meant this and that. I was like, well, damn. I thought that was uh what K was for. You know, you just put the letter K. That mean that you really mad at a motherfucker. If you just put K, uh, after I, I didn't wrote a soliloquy in your damn uh, text messages and you hit me with K. Oh, okay. It's on and popping in. Don't worry about it. I'm about to block your ass right damn now. That, all of this was, I, I learned something new. Now, look, I'm 31 years old, but they really taught me something. Am I 31? Yeah, I'm 31, I guess, child. And they, <laughs> they, I listen, I do the okay symbol all the time. If I hit you with that okay symbol, it means I'm busy right now, but I understood what you said. I I got you. I'm gonna do it. Okay, yes, I'm agreeing to it. I'll help you out, whatever. The thumbs up emoji, I thought they can be used interchangeably with the okay emoji, but apparently not. Baby, in Salt Lake City, you you send somebody a thumbs up emoji, you'll get your ass whooped. I didn't know all of that. I'm glad y'all told me before I come out there and try to uh, swing with uh, Whitney and her husband or swing with Jen Shaw and that football coach. And, ooh, y'all a lot. I can't take all this shit. This is a lot to remember. I got to write down a whole handbook. Okay. Wait for FedEx with my Chanel coat. Check. Uh, 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 get, get, get something from some liquor from Lisa. Check. Uh, don't forget, do not send thumbs up emoji. Check. I, this too damn much. I can't nobody remember all this shit. Whoo, y'all are some tiring ass reality TV shows, but I wouldn't know what to do without y'all. Y'all, that's all I got in me. We did a lot of reality TV talking, but you know, this, this is the week of the matchup. I want to know whose teams y'all are on. Are y'all team Heather and Whitney? Or are you team Lisa? Are you team Ed? Or are you team Chasen? Are you team Candace? Or are you team Ashley? I need to know all of this. You know what to do. Hit me on Instagram at Housewives Marvel Podcast. Or send me an email. HousewivesMarvelPodcast at gmail.com. You know I love hearing from y'all. Follow me. We have the best time on Instagram. Y'all crack me up in those DMs. I can't say it enough. Y'all and them story replies, those uh, post comments, those story comments, everything. Y'all send me all the tea. I haven't even gone searching for the tea because I got a day job. I'm sitting up there scrolling through uh, Outlook and y'all sending me tea all day. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What is this? I love it all. Keep doing it. And I will talk to you guys next week. See ya. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. 
Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Bedfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's Off-Track Betting. Go to BedfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games.